Welcome to the Dhamma Podcast. The audio recording that follows was recorded during S.N. Goenka's tour of North America in 2002, known as the Meditation Now Tour. This podcast will be updated monthly, with additional archives from S.N. Goenka's talks and questions and answer sessions, as well as other speakers discussing aspects of Vipassana meditation as taught by S.N. Goenka. This podcast is sponsored by Pariyati, a nonprofit publisher that offers written, audio, and video content and whose mission is to enrich the world by disseminating the words of the Buddha, providing sustenance for the seeker's journey, and illuminating the meditator's path. For more information regarding Pariyati, please go to www.pariyati.org. That is www.pariyati.org. For more information on Vipassana meditation as taught by S. Goenka, including a schedule of courses offered throughout the world, please see www.dhamma.org. That is www.dhamma.org. Friends, seekers of peace and harmony, everyone seeks peace, everyone seeks harmony. Because everyone needs peace, needs harmony. The entire human world, especially today, needs peace, needs harmony. When there is so much disharmony prevailing, discord prevailing, conflicts, bloodsheds, and that also in the name of religion, a very sorry situation. But how to get peace? To acquire peace for the whole human society, it is essential that peace should be acquired by every human being. After all, human society is made of individuals, and if the individuals remain agitated, always fearful, always under the shadow of terror. How can there be peace in the society? When there is agitation in the mind, there can't be peace. Agitation and peace cannot coexist like the darkness and night. Darkness and light cannot coexist. So we have to work and see how the agitation in the minds of individuals 
can be removed, how individual can start experiencing peace, to face the inhuman terror, the ruling authority will certainly take actions, strong actions, but this alone cannot solve the problem. Spiritualism has to be awakened. Spiritualism in the heart of every individual has to be awakened, has to be strengthened. Spiritualism in every religion has to be awakened strengthened. Every religion worth its name has spirituality as its quintessence. Every religion preaches spirituality. And what is spirituality? To live a moral life. Moral life means not to perform any action, physical or vocal, which will harm, which will hurt other beings, which will disturb the peace and harmony of other beings. One should abstain from taking such actions. Moral life requires a disciplined mind. One must have control over the mind. Not only that, it requires a pure mind. Only a pure heart can generate love, compassion, goodwill, tolerance. This is the necessity of the day. Every religion, the quintessence is the same. There is no religion in the world which does not preach spirituality, which does not preach morality, which does not preach <coughs> purity of mind with the qualities of love and compassion. But the difficulty arises when this greatest common denominator of all the religions is just admired, wonderful. Look, my religion also says the same thing. My religion also says the same thing. But nobody practices. Every religion has another part of it, another aspect. The outer shell, this outer shell differs from one religion to the other. The outer shell means rites, rituals, ceremonies, celebrations, beliefs, 
philosophical beliefs, dogmas, cults that differ from one to the other. Difficulty arises when we forget the real essence of religion and give all importance to this outer shell and get attached to it. That is taken as the religion. The inner essence is only for admiration. Wonderful. This is so good. Our religion also has the same thing. So good. Without practicing, one cannot get any benefit. And when one takes the outer shell as the religion, then develops tremendous amount of attachment towards it. My religion. That means my belief, my dogma, my philosophy, my ceremonies. This is the best. Nothing else. Everyone else is ignorant. They don't know. So by hook or by crook, I must see that all others are converted to my religion. And that creates conflict. When you start generating aversion towards other religions, there can't be peace. On the other hand, if importance, all importance is given to this quintessence spirituality, moral life, disciplined mind, Pure mind, full of love, compassion, goodwill, tolerance. If all importance is given to this and it is applied in life, then the outer shell may differ. Let one be happy with the outer shell of their, that his religion. One may be happy with the outer shell of his religion. There'll be no quarrel. The importance, the main importance is the inner quintessence, which is the greatest common denominator of all the religions. All the founders of all the religions have taught spirituality, live a moral life, don't harm anybody, don't hurt anybody, generate love and compassion for others. This is spirituality. Even if one understands and accepts that this is the real religion, this is the real spirituality, is the real quality of the religion, every religion, and yet, if cannot adopt it, if one cannot adopt it, then again, it is fruitless. Every enlightened person has not only taught the importance of a spiritual life, but has taught how to apply it in life. Mere sermons won't help. It must be applied in life. Then only real peace, real harmony can be attained. Then only the great agitation inside can be removed. So long as the mind is full of 
defilements, negativities, anger, hatred, ill will, animosity. How can one enjoy peace? And when one is not enjoying peace, how can I help others to enjoy peace? It generates nothing but disharmony, misery, unhappiness. When I generate negativity, any negativity, the law of nature is such, I am the first victim of my negativity. I generate anger. I generate anger under the ignorance that I am generating anger to teach a lesson to this person who has insulted me, who has misbehaved. But what you started doing? You started harming yourself. The moment you generate anger, hatred, aversion, there is a burning sensation in the whole body. Very unpleasant burning sensation. The palpitation increases. The tension gets built up. Peace is gone. Harmony is gone. One becomes so miserable. You want to generate anger to harm somebody, to retaliate, to take revenge. What you started doing? You started harming yourself. This cannot be understood by simply giving such sermons or by simply listening to such sermons. This reality has to be experienced. This reality has to be realized. Then only one starts coming out of negativities from the mind. Then only one starts experiencing real, real peace and harmony within. I give an example sometimes, a child, ignorant child, looks at the fireplace, burning charcoal, red hot burning charcoal. Child ignorant, the child feels, these are some toys, wonderful red toys, I better play and moves towards it. The mother stops, no, this is fire, this will burn you. He doesn't like, he cries. Again after some time, he wants to play with this red toys. Again mother stops. At one time it so happens, mother is not there, is very happy, very happy, jumps, and catches hold of that burning fire, that charcoal, and cries, cries, burnt. This child may have such unpleasant experience once, twice, maybe three times. And then even the so-called ignorant child becomes so wise, no, this is not good for me. I shouldn't touch, this is fire, it burns. In the same way, if a human being 
starts experiencing the truth inside. Look burning. Every time one generates negativity, whether it has harmed somebody else or not, look it has started harming me. The entire physical structure, the mental structure, burning, burning, burning sensation is there. So much unpleasant sensations. One experiences once, twice. We call ourselves not ignorant, we are adults. So we are wise people, we may require hundreds of time to experience that and then only one starts coming out. How to experience that? Enlightened person discovered a way, experience the truth within yourself as it is, as it is in its true nature. There are burning charcoals, red-hot burning charcoals at the depth of the mind. And there is a very thick layer of ashes and one remains deluded because of this thick layer of ash, one doesn't know so much burning is going on. Then a way is found how to remove the ashes and see the actuality, the reality as it is from moment to moment, what is happening within me, what is happening within me, what is happening outside, one should know, one should be aware of what is happening outside. But this is not the totality of the truth, this is only partial truth, which may create delusion. Totality of the truth will be when you are aware what is happening outside and at the same time, at that moment, what is happening within me then you are with the totality of the truth. No delusion, no illusion. You start understanding the reality as it is, as it is. One keeps on saying, I am unhappy, I am miserable. Why? Because of this, because of that. Always some reason outside. I got associated with certain undesirable situation. I got disassoci disassociated with some desirable situation. Something desirable has happened in the life or not happened in the life. Vicissitudes are bound to be there. But if you know what is happening within yourself, and you keep your mind balanced in every situation, you are a happy person. If you keep on giving importance to the object outside and say, I am unhappy because of this person, if this person changes, changes his or her habit pattern, I'll be a happy person, only because of this person. And ask that person, he will say, only because of this person I am unhappy. One doesn't know that I am unhappy and the cause of, real cause of unhappiness lies within me. Something undesirable ha happened outside and I feel miserable. When one starts observing the truth inside, one finds the missing link. I am miserable 
because I have generated some defilement or the other in the mind. Anger, hatred, passion, fear, ego, some defilement. And because of that, I have become miserable. At the apparent level, yes, it looks I am miserable because of this incident. Apparent truth, not the real truth. When we go deep inside the real truth, starts manifesting itself. How to go to the depth of oneself? All the sages and saints and seers of the world had been teaching us, know thyself, know thyself. How to know myself? I know myself. I'm going to. I know myself very well. This is not the purpose of knowing yourself. At the experiential level, the truth pertaining to this physical structure, the totality of it, the truth pertaining to the mental structure, the totality of it, the interaction of the two, how the mind keeps on influencing the body, and in return how the body keeps on influencing the mind, and how, because we don't know what is happening at the depth of the mind, one keeps on generating one defilement or the other, one defilement or the other, and keeps on becoming miserable. And whenever one becomes miserable, one never keeps that misery limited to oneself, keeps on throwing on others. I am miserable, the real cause is that I have generated negativity in my mind. And I have become very miserable. At that time, I make others also miserable. The entire atmosphere around me gets charged with negativity, with tension. Anyone who comes in contact with me at that time bound to become miserable. What sort of life I am living? Due to one reason or the other, I keep on making myself miserable. I keep on making others miserable. What sort of life? one starts realizing the truth because one has started experiencing the truth at the root level, at the deepest level. And this is called vipassana, observe. A process of truth realization, a process of self-realization. Truth pertaining to oneself, within oneself, to be explored by oneself at the experiential level. There is a process for that. There is an exercise for that. If I want to keep my body healthy, I must practice some physical exercises, some yoga, or some other kind of exercises, walking, jogging, to keep the body healthy. Similarly, to keep the mind healthy, absolutely essential that I must have some mental exercise which will keep the mind sound, strong, healthy. And not just the surface of the mind. There are many exercises. We don't denounce, they are good, they give results. Many exercises which work on the surface of the mind might go slightly deeper, 
but one has to work at the root level of the mind. Because every defilement, every impurity arises from the root level of the mind. And then multiplies, 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 and one gets overpowered at the surface level. And one performs unwholesome action, vocal, physical, and then later on one depends, I should not have said so, I should not have done so. Next time, similar situation. Again, same reaction. Because you do not know when this reaction of negativity has started and where it has started. When it becomes too strong, then you want to suppress it. It doesn't help. The habit pattern remains the same. So this process of self-realization, a very ancient technique, You have to have somebody to guide you because you have to go to the depth of the mind. It is something like making a deep surgical operation of the mind. If an experienced person is not there, some wrong step might be taken, might prove harmful. A congenial atmosphere should be there. And this requires continuous practice, continuous practice. Continuity is the secret of success if you want to go to the depth of the mind and rectify the root of the mind. Continuity, continuity. About 100 years back, this technique of Vipassana was taught to only such people who could spare one and a half months to live in a meditation center and work at the deepest level of the mind. In today's fast world, it is so difficult. So they reduced it to one month, 15 days, 10 days. Yes, you get something. You get the outline of the technique, and you started reaching the root level, but still you have to work so much. Less than 10 days, a futile exercise. You just waste your time. You don't get any benefit. What do you do in these 10 days? Nothing, just observe the reality. Reality pertaining to yourself. No imagination is allowed. No philosophical speculation is allowed. The truth as you experience, the truth pertaining to the mental, and the corporeal structure, the interaction of the two. Whenever you join a 10-day course, you will be asked to sit, sit comfortably. Comfortably in any posture that suits you, that keeps you comfortable for longer periods at a stretch is a good posture for you. Not necessary a lotus posture or half lotus posture. If one can conveniently sit in lotus posture, go ahead, nothing wrong. Otherwise, any posture that keeps you comfortable for longer periods at a stretch is a good posture for you. Keep your back and neck straight. This makes the mind very alert. Keep your eyes closed, mouth closed. Now there is no physical activity going on. 
no vocal activity, you are just sitting. And now see what reality has started manifesting itself or what reality you started experiencing, reality pertaining to yourself, pertaining to the body, pertaining to the mind. The first reality that you will experience is your breath coming in, breath going out. This is real, this is truth. And the entire path, every step that you take should be with truth, truth, nothing but truth, truth that you experience. Truth related to your own body and mind. So the breath coming in, going out. Start investigation of the truth, accepting this, this truth which is so clear, breath coming in, going out. Begin with this. Never make it a breathing exercise. Don't try to control your breath. Don't try to regulate your breath. Just observe the reality as it is. If the breath is deep, it is deep. If it is shallow, it is shallow. If it passes through left nostril, left nostril, right nostril, right nostril, don't interfere with the natural flow of the breath. Just observe, just observe, mere observation. Like somebody sitting at the bank of the river and the river is flowing. You do nothing for the flow of the river. It is natural, it is flowing. You are just sitting at the bank and observing it. Similarly, the flow of the breath is there. You do nothing. Just keep your attention at the entrance of the nostrils. The breath coming in, going out, coming in, going out. As it is not as you would like it to be. That is a different technique altogether where you control your breath, where you discipline your breath, which is called pranayama. It has got its own benefit. We don't deny that. But this is a totally different because the aim is different. The path is different. So just accept the reality as it is, as it is. And so easy. You keep your attention here, like you're sitting at the bank, of the river, the flow is natural, you are just observing, so easy and yet so difficult. Whenever you decide to spare ten days of your life to learn this wonderful technique, the first day itself, you will find it is so difficult. You will hardly observe one or two breaths and the mind is gone somewhere. After some time you realize, what am I doing? I'm here to observe my breath. What happened? I started rolling in thoughts of the past, of the future. All right, I start again. Again the mind wanders away. I start again. Again the mind wanders away. Many a times we find a new student gets agitated, irritated, generates negativity towards oneself, towards one's own mind. What sort of mind I am carrying? Such an easy road, just to observe the breath coming, going naturally. And this also you cannot do. What sort of mind? And the guide will say, no, don't generate irritation. Don't generate negativity. Negativity is negativity towards yourself or towards anybody. You become a miserable person. Just accept. 
you are observing the bread, mind wandered away. And as soon as you realize the mind has wandered away, accept the fact, oh, my mind has wandered away. All right, the breath is still there, I start again, you start again. Again, mind wanders away. You realize it has wandered away. Again, start very patiently, very patiently and persistently and continuously, continuously, no other work. This is the only work you have to do. The second day, the third day, automatically the mind starts calming down. Wanting is still there, but not as it was on the first day. You are working on a small area. The law of nature is such, if you concentrate your mind on a small area, one-pointed concentration, and aware of the reality, if you concentrate with some kind of imagination, that's a different thing altogether. The reality which you are really experiencing, small area, aware of the object is reality which you are experiencing, and continuity of awareness, the mind becomes sharper and sharper, subtler and subtler, more and more sensitive. Now it is ready to go to the deeper levels of itself and the body. By the time three days are over, the mind becomes so sensitive that you start experiencing some sensation or the other on this part of the body. Some physical sensation, which is always there. Some biochemical reaction, some electromagnetic reaction, which manifests itself as this sensation, that sensation, continuously. Maybe heat, maybe perspiration, maybe throbbing, pulsing, vibrating, tingling, always there, every moment. One is not capable to feel that. By this three days practice, mind gets concentrated, mind gets very subtle and sensitive, and you start feeling sensations. From the fourth day onwards, you start feeling sensations from the top of the head to the tips of the toes. Entire body, part by part, part by part. Wherever your attention goes, there is some sensation or the other. Some sensation or the other. Of course, initially, maybe some parts go blank. You don't feel anything. You don't feel disheartened. You continue. Continuing, continuing. You reach the stage very soon where you start feeling sensations everywhere. Initially, at many places, they are very solidified, intensified, unpleasant, gross sensations like pain, pressure, heaviness, numbness, etc. But as you keep on observing, and another important thing, you are observing and keeping the mind equanimous, trying to keep the mind equanimous, not to react. The old habit pattern of the mind was that whenever you experience something unpleasant, there's a blind reaction immediately of aversion, of hatred. Whenever you experience something pleasant, the old habit was to react, craving, clinging. This old habit at the depth of the mind is continuously working, day and night, 
sensations are there so long as the life is there throughout the body pleasant unpleasant sometimes neutral pleasant unpleasant neutral and at the depth of the mind one keeps on reacting craving aversion craving aversion defiling the mind all other defilements of the mind are product of these two craving aversion craving aversion and this habit pattern is becoming stronger stronger and one doesn't know what's happening at the depth of the mind by this technique you start experiencing the truth initially when i went to my first course i was wondering why this breath in the tradition in which i was born and brought up for concentration we require some word some mantra keep on repeating it repeating it and here they say no verbalization we were required to have an image image of our deity this deity or that deity no visualization we have to impose some of our philosophical belief no imposition no imagination no speculation the reality as it is what i will gain by this the breath is a physical function and even if i know yes it is coming in going out what i gain by this very soon one realizes that at the apparent level the breath is a physical function the lungs are working so that one keeps on breathing in breathing out but when you go deeper at the experiential level it becomes so clear that the breath is very strongly related very strongly related to the mind and very strongly related to the mental impurities one starts realizing this truth at the experiential level you are observing breath observing breath the mind wanders away past or future and then suddenly you react remembering something of the past fearing something about the future and you react you generate a defilement any defilement ego passion fear any defilement and you will find the breath is no more normal no more normal it becomes slightly hard slightly fast which normally we do not understand because we never observe the breath as it is now we have started observing the breath oh it has become abnormal because a defilement is a reason and once the defilement is over again it becomes normal it becomes so clear the breath is strongly related also to the mind and the mental impurities and we are here to observe our mental impurities and get rid of them that is why the first exercise was given mere breath bare breath nothing but breath now why these sensations the sensations are there i sit for a long time so there is pain in the leg what is the use of observing it that must be fairy condition is such i get heat or cold what is the use of observing it i have some disease and because of that i i get some unpleasant sensation so what again working 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 continuously continuously the law of nature starts manifesting itself these sensations on the body are not merely related to the body they are very strongly related to the mind 
and more strongly related to the mental impurities. Every impurity that arises in the mind arises with a sensation on the body. This is law, law of nature. Even a thought arises in the mind. It can't arise without a sensation in the body. And you don't know what's happening. You just keep on rolling in your thoughts, in your emotions, and you know nothing what's happening inside. By this technique, it will become clearer, clearer. Say impurity is a reason, anger is a reason. You are aware. At this moment, there is anger in my mind. And look, there's a burning sensation, very unpleasant sensation. Both are related to each other. A fear, a particular sensation. Passion, a particular type of sensation. Its sensation is bound to be there. And now you are training your mind to observe the sensations objectively. Objectively. Just accept. At this moment, there is an unpleasant sensation. At this moment, there is a pleasant sensation. The old habit pattern was not to observe objectively. The old habit pattern was to react. As soon as there is unpleasant sensation, you react with aversion, hatred. As soon as there is pleasant sensation, you react with craving, clinging. Now, at the depth of the mind, you are changing this habit pattern. Changing this habit pattern. Which used to become stronger and stronger every moment, every day, every night. Becoming stronger, stronger. And because of that, you suffer. As you go to the depth, and even for a few moments when the mind is tranquil, calm, without any reaction, pure mind, pure mind at the depth, and suddenly something has happened, impurity has arisen, you lose the peace of your mind, you lose the harmony. It becomes so clear because you experience the real peace. If you have never experienced what the real peace is, even if the mind is agitated, you are so accustomed to live in that agitated mind, you won't try to come out of it. But now the technique takes you to the depth where you feel even few moments of purity of the mind, the real peace, real harmony, then every time a sensation arises, you understand some impurities arisen in the mind. Oh, look, I am suffering. I started making myself miserable. Like somebody who has touched the burning fire, won't touch it again. I must come out of this habit. I must come out of this unwholesome habit. Habit pattern starts changing, changing. A great discovery was made by the enlightened person. A great discovery, I call him a very super scientist of the spiritual field. He never founded a religion. No rites, no rituals, no ceremonies. Later on people started doing something in his name different, but his own real teaching, the original teaching, pure science, understand the interaction of mind and matter, understand how you generate impurity, understand because of impurity how you become miserable, and understand how you can come out of it at the deepest level. You can come out of your misery at the surface level, but deep inside the misery is there, and you have to come out of the misery at the root level. If the root of the tree is decaying, unhealthy, the tree keeps on decaying, unhealthy. If the roots are healthy, the tree remains healthy. So to keep the mind very healthy, you have to go to that depth. 
where the impurity is generated, where the impurity is multiplied, where the misery arises and where misery keeps on multiplying, multiplying. And with that, you not only become miserable yourself, you make others miserable. If people, those who have become very hard criminals, terrorists, we have experience of a few of them who have come to the courses, experiencing, experiencing. They understand what I am doing. Look, I am harming myself. Look, I am harming myself. And the habit pattern starts changing. Very hard criminals in the prison, after taking just two, three courses, a big change starts coming. The prison officers, they say, we can't believe this person. How can this person can change? And just the change is there, and not a temporary change, a big change. Now these people, very hard criminals, when they go out, they are good citizens of the society. They can't harm others. Because it's very clear to them, I can't harm anybody without first harming myself. And nobody wants to harm oneself. And the habit pattern has changed. Instead of generating aversion, hatred, passion, ego, etc. Now the pure mind. Whatever purity, whatever purity one has attained, that much purity, one starts generating love, compassion, goodwill. One can't even think of harming anybody. Always there is goodwill. Goodwill. May all be happy. May all beings be happy. May all beings come out of their misery. Such feeling naturally starts coming. And when one reaches a very high stage, all the time one remains suffused. Suffused in love and compassion. A fountain of love and compassion all the time. All the time. Such a big change comes in the life. It takes time. But somewhere the beginning has to be made. It's a long journey. But longest journey starts with the first step. You take the first step and start working, start working. As many steps that you've taken, no effort on this part will go waste. As many steps as you've taken will give that much fruit, that much good fruit, that much good fruit. You have covered the whole path. You are totally free from all the misery. A saintly person, a pure-hearted person. You not only started helping yourself, now you are helping so many other people. So many people get benefit because they see example. Look how this technique helps people to come out of misery. And if one person comes out of the misery, this will encourage two, this will encourage hundred, this will encourage thousand. And slowly, the present situation. Such situations have been always there in the history, but today it's so worse. You'll start changing, start changing. It may take time, but I don't see the solution, the real solution. At the surface level, yes, we have to punish these inhuman actions of the terrorists, of the fanatics, but this alone will not solve the problem. We have to change the habit pattern of the mind. We have to change the habit pattern of the mind. That can be done if one starts changing one's own habit pattern. Then one does not have aversion towards this terrorist. One has compassion. A miserable person, ignorant person, what he or she is doing, harming oneself and harming others. 
Look, there is a way to come out of it. There's a way to come out of it. And the word starts spreading. Word starts spreading. There is historical proof that this technique worked in masses at the time of Emperor Ashoka in India. There are rock addicts where he says that there were many rulers before me who wanted that the subjects, the people should live in harmony, in concord, giving respect to the elders, having love for the youngers, and not doing anything which will harm others. All the rulers wanted that. They were not successful. Look, I am successful. And why? Not only because I have preachers who go around and preach this technique, but because of the practice of this technique. It's very clear. Because of the practice, I am successful. Such a vast country. His empire was from Afghanistan to Bengal, from Himalayas to down south, bigger than the present India. And so much of peace, so much of harmony. There were no, no communal riots. There were no killing in the name of religion. There was no invasion from outside. So peaceful, so peaceful. So there's an example. We have got an example, historical example. And time has come now when everyone should practice and come out of misery. One good thing that I found in this when I entered first time in the course of 10 days, it is so non-sectarian. It doesn't convert you from one organized religion to another organized religion. One may be happy in one's own religion. A Christian may remain a Christian, a Jewish, a Jewish, a Hindu, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Buddhist, a Muslim, a Muslim, makes no difference. But one becomes a good human being. If one is not a good human being, how can one be a good Christian or good Jewish or good, good Hindu or good Muslim? A good human being. And this is what is required today. I am sure when there is darkness, light is required. When there is misery, this real happiness is required. May more and more people come in contact with this wonderful technique. May more and more people take advantage of this wonderful technique and come out of their own misery and help others to come out of their misery. When I generate negativity and become miserable and distribute this misery to others, when my mind is calm, pure, I generate love, compassion, peace, harmony. The entire atmosphere around me gets permeated with the vibrations of love, compassion, peace. Others start getting benefit of it. So may more and more people take advantage of it. Those of you who have attended today, this evening's talk, some of you might have taken a course of 10 days. Those who have taken a course of 10 days, my advice is continue to grow. First 10 days is the beginning, just first step. It gives good results. But then there is a long path here to work, get more and more established. And those who are not yet experienced it, give 10 days of your life. It looks too much. But you have to. If you want to go to the depth of the mind and rectify your mind at the deepest level, you have to give time. These 10 days, you are not wasting. Hundreds of thousands of people during the last three decades, three and a half decades, those who have practiced this, 
Not a single person has said that I wasted my 10 days. Everyone gets benefit, little or more, according to one's efforts. So take advantage of this wonderful technique, spare 10 days of your life, and enjoy real peace, real harmony, real happiness, good for you and good for others. How much does it cost to attend a 10-day course? Can you give the cost? It is invaluable. What value tag, value label can be tagged on this? Invaluable. Therefore, no cost. No cost even for your stay of 10 days, boarding and lodging, nothing. The teacher gets nothing. Those who are giving service there, they get nothing. But at the end of the course, one feels so very much delighted. Wonderful technique, I got so much benefit. I was an agitated person, look. I've started living a peaceful life. May more and more people get this technique. With that volition, without asking, one gives some donation. And because of that, it keeps on working. There are no charges. There should not be any charge for spirituality. The moment one starts charging by teaching spirituality, then there is no more spirituality. It becomes a business. How can a Muslim and a Jew and a Christian live harmoniously when there is so much hatred? When they start realizing deep within themselves, whether one is a Christian or a Jewish or a Muslim, look, I am generating hatred. And look, I have started burning. I become so miserable. No one in the world, no human being in the world wants to live a miserable life. And yet out of ignorance, without knowing what I'm doing, one keeps on generating hatred, hatred, hatred. People have changed. Not only in the prisons, where there are people from different communities, terrorists, people who are hard criminals, how they've changed. But in the outside world also, I keep on saying that not only those people who are in, behind the four walls are prisoners, everyone is a prisoner, even outside the jail. Everyone is a prisoner of one's own unwholesome behavior pattern deep inside. And everyone has to come out of that. And once people start realizing it, whether one is a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or a Hindu makes no difference, they will start coming out of it. Because large number of them already have started coming from different communities. Not all are terrorists. There is no religion in the world today whose followers are not attending Vipassana courses. Every religion, they say it is same. It is also in our religion. This is also taught in our religion. But here, a practical way is given. So they are happy. A Christian remains a Christian. A Hindu, a Hindu. A Jewish, a Jewish makes no difference. They become good human beings. That big change starts coming. This is the only way I see it. I am already happy. Why do I need to practice Vipassana? <laughs> if you are happy, don't you want to become happier? <laughs> Actually not happy. 
you feel i'm very happy you're very happy who knows the times will change whatever gives you happiness might pass away and then you become so unhappy so unhappy if you learn this technique that in all the vicissitudes of the life you are happy always happy this is really a real happier situation than you are experiencing now how can creativity and imagination be cultivated without interference with the personal practice for creativity you have to imagine something nothing wrong in that but once your mind has become pure all that you imagine and all that you create will be so positive the artist become better artist a poet becomes better poet and whatever one produces has such a good effect on the society that change will come but while you are practicing this technique and you start imagining something then you are away from the truth and this technique wants you to remain with the truth truth as it is from moment to moment how can one have a com- compassion for those who believe in harming others to achieve a higher self one starts understanding this person who believes that i can reach the higher stage by harming others is a miserable person because every moment he is generating ego 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 and creates so much tension for oneself a miserable person burning it doesn't require more petrol to be thrown on him we must throw cold water so that he comes out of that misery if on the other hand this person is harming himself by generating ego i also start generating ego to retaliate both are miserable you are miserable i am also miserable let everybody be miserable you are miserable i am not miserable that effect that example will help people to come out of misery our children are dying in the confusion pain of uh, parents and families how can we help the children that is why children courses are given in large number in different countries school children they are given only the first 3 days observe the respiration and morning and evening just 10 minutes observe respiration wonderful results are coming the memory of the students become so sharp their ability to understand the subject becomes so clear and of course the character building from this age itself character building they are going to become the citizens of the next generation so it's very important that the children get this technique to live a good life in future and present can we summarize vipassana in four words expect nothing expect everything so that we can implement it in our day to day life yes if you expect something and you develop attachment to your expectation you are a miserable person the moment you develop attachment and your expectation is not fulfilled you become so miserable so distressed so depressed you expect something you work 
If you are not successfully smile, I worked. I didn't get so what. I try again. I try again. You are a happy person and you will certainly get good results. Is it helpful to tell someone else about their bad habits, ego, etc.? No. <laughs> you tell yourself first. What about me? Pointing finger towards others. Look, so much ego in you, so much ego in you. What about me? Same thing with me. I'm full of ego. First come out of your ego. A lame person cannot support another lame person. A blind person cannot guide another blind person. So first be healthy yourself and then yes, very politely, very lovingly, you can tell others also there is a way. I'm sure you are miserable with what we are doing and you can come out of this misery. You speak of temporal things. What about eternal things? Yes. Good question. Whatever you experience within the framework of the body, the interaction of mind and matter, sensations arising, in the mind emotions arising, they are all impermanent. They arise sooner or later passes away. A very gross impurity, gross sensation as a reason, it arises, seems to stay for some time, but ultimately it is bound to pass away. You experience very subtle sensations, very pleasant sensations, same characteristic, arising, passing, arising, passing, now with great rapidity. Yes, this field of mind and matter is just changing, changing, changing. But this, experiencing this and purifying the mind, purifying the mind, you transcend the field of mind and matter. And you reach a stage where nothing arises, nothing passes away. And that is the stage of real happiness. That is the stage of enlightenment. And the path takes you to that stage where everything is eternal. You can't imagine it, you have to experience it. And the technique will take you to the stage where you will experience it. Where do dreams come from? Should we pay attention to them? Deep-rooted impurities in the mind, they start coming up and manifesting themselves, either as sensations or as dreams in the night, or thoughts or emotions in the mind. They come. But if you remain equanimous, oh, they have come to pass away. They have come to pass away. They won't affect you. But you start reacting. Then they start multiplying, multiplying, you become more and more miserable. If one is to practice Vipassana properly, should one give up dating their midday in everyday life? Eating, sorry. Eating after midday in everyday life. Oh, no. Not now. When you are in a course of 10 days, the metabolism of the body becomes less. You don't need that much of food. You get a good breakfast, you get a good lunch, and evening you get tea or coffee or milk and some fruits. Good enough. If you take too much, then you will be drowsy, you can't work. You will feel more sleepy, you can't work. The whole technique wants you to alert. This much food that is given there is quite sufficient for the body. And after that, when you come to the day to arrive, certainly you take your proper meals whenever it is necessary. Would you please elaborate on the idea of punishing terrorists while still having compassion for them? A ruler 
who rules the country, it is his duty to look after the safety of the people. If somebody is harming, then he has to take strong action. But at the same time, one must know by this strong action, for some time only, I am keeping my people safe. And I feel that terrorism is going away, not going away. Unless it goes away from the mind, one is not relieved from terrorism. So initial such action has to be taken. But that should be taken with compassion that ultimately these very people should know the spirituality lying in their own religion. The same spirituality is there. And there is a way to apply this spirituality in the life, at the practical way. And these people will understand this compassion should be there, that ultimately these people today who are so ignorant, they are harming themselves, harming others, they have to change their habit pattern and there is a way to help them to come out of their misery by changing their habit pattern. This compassion is necessary. Would you please give us some personal incidents in your life where this type of meditation has helped you? In short, I have to say, very, I was a very miserable person, very successful in mid-twenties of my life, successful in business, in industry, successful in status, position, power in the society, friendship with the rulers of the country and all that, but all that generated so much of ego in me. I was such a strong ego-centered person, such a strong self-centered person, and that is why a very short-tempered person, everything must happen according to my wishes. If it doesn't happen, I will just bust out and I will harm others. This technique made such a big change in my life. And if it was just one person who changed by this technique, then one can say perhaps some miracle happened. No. Hundreds and thousands of people who are suffering because of these defilements of ego, of anger, of hatred, of negativity, they start coming out of it and they have come out of it, and large number are practicing to come out of this, mis this misery. Fear is a paralysis for me. Feeling of fear crippled me. I saw it in my father, now I saw it in me. How do you conquer fear? Not only fear, every defilement, there's a solution. Every defilement. No defilement can arise in the mind without generating a sensation in the body. If you are a good Vipassana meditator, you can make use of the technique. Fear is a reason. Just accept the fact, my mind is full of fear. Fear due to this or due to that, nothing doing. Just fear as fear, abstract fear. And let me see what sensation. At that time, whatever sensation you have in the body, is strongly related to fear. Keep on observing the sensation. And you are a good meditator, you know. Every sensation is impermanent. It arises to pass away, arises to pass away. This sensation also is not eternal. It's bound to pass away. And because this fear is connected with this, so fear is also not eternal, bound to pass away. Let me see how long it lasts. Let me see how long it lasts. It can't overpower you. It becomes weaker, weaker, weaker and passes away. This is how people are coming out of their 
different kinds of miseries. Very rich people who come to the courses, although they have got a lot of money, still there is so much misery. Something happens in the life. Relationship with husband and wife, or with the partners, or with the customers, something happens, or the market goes down, something happens, depression, depression. They try with many kinds of medicines, they can't come out of the depression. When they come to Vipassana, understand sensations, work on the sensation, they get the wonderful remedy. At present, there is depression in my mind. Whenever depression rises, at present, there is depression in my mind. And sensation, this sensation, I observe the sensation, impermanent, impermanent. Depression also impermanent, impermanent. The process of multiplication of the depression goes away. It becomes weaker, 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 passes away, passes away from the root level. Because you are working at the root level, you are working with the sensations. Large number of people who have come out of their householder's life and have taken a vow of celibacy, from different communities, from different religions, leaders of the religions, they have taken vow of celibacy. Not easy to observe celibacy. Passion arises, lust arises, and they suppress. Lust arises, they suppress. Many of them become psychic cases, very miserable. Or they perform such very unwholesome action. When I come here and I hear such heinous crimes, the children, then they themselves also feel, I have done something wrong. That kind of thing, how to come out of it? They want to live the life of celibacy, yet they can't live. This technique helps. Such large number of people who wanted to come out of passion, have easily come out of it. Passion arises and you just accept the fact, there is passion in my mind at this moment. And let me see what sensation. Not passion due to this or due to that. Then you start rolling in it. Passion as passion, abstract passion. And what sensation? Observing, observing, observing. One is not suppressed. One is not expressed. One comes out of it. So many people have come out of it. I remember when I started teaching in early 70s, large number of young people from the West, from what was called those days hippie cult, people from hippie cult, where these all sorts of free sex was allowed. And working on this, working on this, they understood we must live a good life. Get married. Get married, live with one person. Don't have this madness of sex here and sex there. In some cases I have found within, a, within six or seven years, both husband and wife, totally out of lust. They live a life, family life, very happy, very peaceful, very contented. Nothing is wanting. And yet they are out of passion. So those who have taken the vow of celibacy, for them this is a good boon to come out of their misery. So any kind of misery that is related to the mental impurity, one can get rid of it by this technique. How do you become negative for the first time? Because something happens outside and a very unpleasant sensation starts because of that. And the negativity starts towards your own unpleasant sensation. Apparently it looks I'm negative towards some other person outside. This is apparent truth. Deep inside you generate negativity because you feel so unpleasant sensations. If you are not affected by unpleasant sensation, you may be equanimous with unpleasant sensation, 
your negativity goes away. When it goes away from the depth level, you can't generate negativity towards others. It becomes impossible. Ten days is a long time for first-timers. Why not two, five days? <laughs> Bargaining. Bargaining. I know I come from business background, from the business community. When first time I went to my teacher, 10 days. Sir, I'm such a busy person. How can I spare 10 days? I'm very intelligent. You just give me the technique. I'll practice at my home. Why 10 days? No, not possible. Then all right, one day. All right, two days. Not possible. You have to work continuously, continuously to go in the depth. And that requires first three days, the operation is only making your weapon sharp to fight with your enemies. The, the actual fight starts after three days, and then you say, all right, I will come next time again. It doesn't work. You have to continue at least minimum ten days. How is it possible to purify the mind without first purifying the body, as the yoga scriptures recommend? Yes, purify the body. But if you keep on purifying the body, you say, I've taken a dip in this river and my body is purified now. I've taken a dip in this sea and my body is purified now. No. When you purify the mind, the body also gets purified. Mind and body are so interrelated. Because this technique of purifying the mind was lost to the country, so this superficial thing started, which does not take you to the depth of the mind. I am a Sufi. Would this require a change in my beliefs? You will become a better Sufi. We are not here to convert people from one organized religion to another organized religion. Conversion is there, but conversion is from misery to happiness, from bondage to liberation, from cruelty to compassion. This is what will be done to you also. Become a good Sufi with love and compassion for all human beings and all beings. Our children in the United States are living in dual culture and they experience pain. So do the parents. Do you think Vipassana will help? Certainly. Every child belonging to this culture or that culture makes no difference. Every child must be trained at this age to keep the mind as much pure as possible and learn the technique to keep on making it pure, to keep on purifying it so that one lives a very happy, harmonious, peaceful and real spiritual life. Then there will be no difference this culture and that culture. Not because when you say culture you are only talking of the outer shell. You are forgetting the inner essence. When you work with the inner essence there is no difference between the East and the West, between this country and that country, between this religion and that religion that problem will go away. Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. What God? Truth is God. Love is God. Compassion is God. Purity is God. And unless you experience that yourself, how can you be with God? You want to be, get union with the God. You must develop those qualities. And the technique helps you to develop those qualities. Become God yourself. Thank you for giving us the information on Vipassana. If one wants to practice it by myself, 
Is it possible? Yes, you will practice by yourself, but first learn how to practice by yourself. A 10 days practice with an experienced person is very important because you are making such a deep surgical operation of your mind. After that, never remain under the clutches of the guru. Otherwise, you will be exploited in one way or the other. No exploitation. The whole technique wants you to become self-dependent. Remain self-dependent, but learn the technique how to become self-dependent. And remain self-dependent, of course, always trying to maintain the purity of the, of the mind. For a harmonious relationship between husband and wife, would you recommend both to take courses together? Good if they come together or they come individually in separate courses makes no difference. If both of them learn this technique, then all the bitterness, if bitterness has started, will wash away. All tensions will get released and nothing but cordiality will remain. Love will remain. A good relationship will be there. And this has happened. It is not merely an imagination. This is the fact. Large number of people who had trouble with the relationship between husband and wife, now they are living so happily. I remember one case, they were fighting with each other, husband and wife, going to the court for divorce, this, that, and so much of bitterness in their life. After taking courses, both of them, they came out of this bitterness. They started living a very good life. And today, both of them are Vipassana teachers. Are misery and suffering the same? Yes, whatever word you use, when you are unhappy, it is misery, it is suffering. Can you speak about what happens to one who commits suicide and the effect on their families? Suicide is totally wrong. Why suicide? You have to live a life. Live a good life. Kill the impurities in you. Don't kill yourself. Kill the impurities. When one commits suicide, either one is full of misery, doesn't want to live in this life, or one commits suicide to harm others as a terrorist. I will kill myself and kill others. All those are such impure impurity of the mind. And what the result will be? Nothing but unhappiness now and unhappiness future. Must we be suspicious of the mind? Why? Just observe the mind as it is. If there is something wrong, you keep on observing. Don't try to push out the impurity. They will automatically go away. Just observe. Just observe. The technique will help. The law of nature will help. And you will be out of it. What is the difference between yoga and this technique? I am very proud and happy that my country, India, gave two wonderful teachings to the world. One, what you call yoga, the physical exercise of asana and pranayam, which is non-sectarian. Anybody can practice, everybody can practice, you'll get the same result, a good physical health. And people are practicing. Similarly, vipassana, a mental exercise, which is non-sectarian. Observing your breath, breath is breath. You can't say Hindu breath or Christian breath or Buddhist breath. Observe your sensations, your anger, your hatred, your passion. You can't say this anger is Hindu anger or, or Muslim anger or Christian anger or Jewish anger. Anger is anger. And the misery that you experience is the misery. When you come out of the peace that you experience is peace for everyone. Non-sectarian. 
these two wonderful techniques developed in my country is helping people around the world. Make use of it. Make use of yoga for your physical exercise and make use of vipassana for your mental exercise to keep both healthy. May all of you be happy, be peaceful, be liberated.